What is going on, guys? Your boy Elroy here, and welcome back to the Your Boy Elroy MMA podcast. I am your host, Josh Prep Igina, and we are back. Yes, it's pay-per-view week, and you know how these weeks go. It is very, very hectic, um, especially this card, because we're in the Middle East again, and there's never a shortage of drama in the Middle East, but... I come bringing the heavy guns today. I have a special guest for you guys, and I'm going to let him introduce himself. Everybody, my friend. This is Lawrence, now known as Law of Fragrances. So it used to be Jufro Fragrances, but, you know, that's the whole thing. But, yeah, I, I'm excited, bro. I mean, I think if anything, if I anything I love more than fragrance, it's MMA. Uh, so I'm just, I'm so excited for this card. We've been, we've been hyped about this card for a while and now I feel like it got even better. So for real, honestly, like I was talking to a, a mutual friend of ours, um, Jason. I don't even know if I told you, like me and Jason are really tight. Oh, nice. Um, okay. so, so I'm talking to Jason. I'm like, man, I really want to ask you at the time, the artist formerly known as Jufro. I'm like, I really want to ask Jufro to come on. And he's like, dude, just ask him. I'm like, man, you know, like, like I know he's busy. Like he just moved. He's like, just ask him. I'm like, all right, cool. So we struck up conversation and um, I just threw it out there. Like, Hey, if you ever wanted to talk and you, and you were so down. So I am oh. so happy to have you. Um, you for having me. Before we do get into the main topic, we'll leave UFC for the main event. Let's get to know you a bit better because I've been following you for at least six months. Damn. I remember. All right. Thanks, bro. Okay. So how I found you is on TikTok. Okay. You are a um, fragrance reviewer or connoisseur, however you would like to put it. Um, how did you, what is your earliest memory, like scent memory? All right. So. Check okay, so this I'm dating myself when I say this. So it was about I want to say it was late 80s, possibly early 90s. I can't remember exactly, but in that time frame, um, the big fragrance that every Eastern European man wore was Dracar Noir. Love my dad loved Dracar Noir. So I remember one day, and I, I don't know if I was, I think it was on winter break or whatever. He, or summer break i can't even remember he like you know i i went into their room and you know i usually wouldn't go into their room i usually was i was kind of a well-behaved kid i didn't really cause problems so i went into his room and i'm like what is this amazing smell like this is like it just his the room just smelled of jacquard noir okay and i'm just like what is this so Never, never put it on myself because again, I didn't want to get in trouble, but he had like a few bottles. He had like a Tsar, Drakkar Noir, he had Zeno Davidov. And I would just, I would go into his room multiple times a day, my parents' room and just sniff the bottles. I'm like, this is fucking amazing. Like, can I curse on here? It's cool. You're good. Okay. I'm like, bro, I'm like, this is fucking amazing. Like why, how does this, what makes this amazing smell? And it's in a bottle and you could wear it. What the fuck? So I then begged my parents, begged my parents. I'm like, yo, please, please, please. So at the time, I remember they didn't get me anything for a while. And then I remember CK1 when it came out. So we're talking about 96. So again, I'm in middle school. 
And wait, was I in middle school? Yes, I was in middle school. And I begged my parents. I'm like, please buy me this fragrance. Like I saw so many commercials for it. CK1 was advertised everywhere. And I wore it and I'm like, oh, I smell amazing. Like this. So I just felt, so Jacar Noir was my first fragrance that I smelled. And CK1 was the first fragrance I ever had. But then, you know, I had the usual suspects, Curve. Uh, you know, I had Armani Code. Cool water, of course. I was obsessed with cool water. Is probably my first obsession that I had was cool water. But I had probably well, I can't even tell you how many bottles I haven't smelled it, bro. I have not smelled cool water probably since the early 2000s. I have not smelled it since then, but really? I, 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 it's weird because I was obsessed with it. But like curve, same thing with curve. I haven't smelled curve in like forever. Come but, on, and, I, I used curve on the regular, <laughs> <laughs> you know. I don't know what it is, I just you know, um, but. I was just obsessed. So like, I was always like, I was just so enamored with it. And then luckily about 2012, I remember my, one of my uh, good friends, he was like, Lawrence, he's like, I know you love fragrance. And he's like, but you, he's like, I guarantee you, you ain't never smelled anything like this. He busts out a bottle of Creed Aventus. So this is 2012, mind you, this is before all this YouTube shit that we all see the hype and everything. And so I was like, I could, you could smell the quality difference right away. Like, I'm like, you know, and this is, I, I guess, before, because I think it really came out in 2012, Aventus, or 2013, something like that. So this was like in the beginning stages of it. And I'm like, I could smell the difference, but I'm like, I can't say I'm completely blown away. So he's like, take the bottle for the day, bro. He's like, just take the bottle, use it as much as you want. I don't care, but, you know, bring it back tomorrow. I was like, bet, let's go. So I just used it and I'm like, I'm like, man, the quality difference is insane between designers and niche. But I was never, I still then never bought into the hype of Aventus. I, I was just like, this is good, but it's nothing that's like, oh my God, I got to have this. So then I remember Lucky Scent. I heard about uh, Amouage. So I was reading the notes and I'm like, man, I'm like, I'd be really curious to try this. So, and I never had anything that dark or heavy. So I remember I, I ordered from Lucky Scent. I got a couple of vials. One was an interlude. The other one, I can't remember if it was either a library one or epic. I can't remember exactly, but it was between those. Father's Day, I remember. I accidentally dumped the entire sample of interlude on me. And bro, I my fucking mind was blown. <laughs> I was like, this is the greatest smell I've ever smelled in my life. And that's why interlude is my favorite fragrance of all time till this day. It, I've never smelled anything like it. The just I felt like I was like a million dollars, and my obsession with niche just went from there. So you know, kind of just make a long story short, which was kind of long. dude. Uh, you bring up interlude, uh, a lucky scent vial of. I have a lucky scent vial of interlude black iris that I have yet to touch, um, <laughs> that I'm like dying to touch. But yeah, a lot of those, you know, curve, cool water, those are all very um popular and i mean i'm probably like a few years younger but not that much younger than you so so i could definitely relate to those curve big one spanish pentecostal church i grew up in everybody smelled like curve (laughs) davidoff zeno was like probably so i didn't realize this till now i've only been a part of the quote-unquote fragrance community for you know, like a year and a half, like interacting, watching content, you know, and now making my own. And (laughs) I remember my first fragrance net order was like 
Club de Nuit Intense Man, Nautica Voyage, um, Azaro, Rome. No, the other um, Wanted by Night. Oh, Wanted by Night. Okay. And I know that I ordered a bottle of Davidoff Zeno. Now, <laughs> I remember spraying everything and being like, "Okay, this is good. This is really good." I don't. I did not like um, Club de Nuit Intense Man from the rip. Same. I was like, this is awful. Um, and then I sprayed Zeno. And I was like, this smells like a men's conference at church in 93. <laughs> and I was two years old in 93. So I'm like, there is no way. And I wish I would have never got rid of the bottle. I wish I would have sat on it a little bit, you know, just let it sit in the collection and, and be able to come back to it. Because I feel like I'd appreciate it a lot more right now. Zeno's classic, bro. Oh, I forget. Shout out to uh, Chrome Azaro, Azaro Chrome. I have had so many bottles. Of, also, another fragrance I haven't smelled in forever, bro. It, it's it's crazy. All these fragrances I owned, I have not smelled in a long time. Until I've Burberry never Club. sprayed. I've never sprayed or smelled Azaro Chrome. It, it, it's it was such an easy scent to wear. It was just so. It's just a. It's you know when they literally use the definition "dumb reach." That's just yep. a dumb reach, right? <laughs> you know, Burberry Touch. My friend actually bought it for me last year, and until then, I hadn't smelled it in like for fifteen years. And I was like, "Oh, this still smells as good as it I remember." Still smells good, right? You know what's crazy, and and we have this in common. We've both worked with uh, Sean Crenshaw. Yeah. And I smell Ovation for Men. I'm like, this is like this era's version of a Burberry Touch. Like, you can do anything with it any age can wear it it's nice refined clean bro i i remember the first day i wore it so my cut co- like my cousin his it was his ex now she loved cologne and she was just like i've never smelled this what is this it's amazing and i'm like i'm like dude this is it's called ovation for she's like i never heard of it and honestly every time i've worn it bro i'm like honestly I, you know i'm like i'm like not one of those people that say oh yeah i get compliments every time no but that fragrance every time i've worn it whether it be my wife or a stranger or some friend or somebody is like will be like hey yo what are you wearing that smells great yeah i like so i like ovation but ovation sport really is wild like and i'm not really like like i like fresh clean but i i'd much rather wear something a little darker more warm fragrances yeah and dude it like blew me away just because of like what i did with it like i wore it to the gym and i'm like there's something in this that just makes me feel more energized like it's like a crispness that comes in the mid because it doesn't have a cardamom at the top. Okay. It has a saffron instead. Mm. And then the middle's different. So it doesn't have that leathery feel in the base either. Yeah. Um, but it is really nice. Like I'm sure you'll get your nose on it soon. It, yeah. it is amazing. Great flanker. Congratulations I, to him. I got to buy, I got to rebuy it because you know, it's funny because you know, for the longest time I was talking about it and I felt bad because when he went out of stock, I would, I told him, I'm like, bro, I'm like, I can't talk about this as much because people are literally like, why is this not available? And I'm like, I hate it for you because, you know, I'm talking about it and I'm going to give it all this attention and nobody's going to buy it, be able to buy it. So I said, 
I'll hold off on talking about it. And now that it's back, I'll 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 start talking about it because it's such an amazing fragrance. It's amazing. It's honestly like he nailed it. And I yeah. now I want to explore it really bad. He's he's so good. Um so so from there, let's talk about the present right now. So I'd be remiss if I don't ask you, what is your scent of the day? So I wore two. I wore because okay, I had I bought this, I got in at Nordstrom Rack. It was really cheap. I got this like atelier. Like I think they were all seven ml gifts for like like uh, you know travel size for like fifteen bucks. I was like, all right. So I sprayed it. So on this hand, I had lemon island, which is kind of eh. This other one was like oolong. I forgot what it's called. Floral, but had like a creaminess to it. I was like, so far, so good. I I don't know if you've delved into the house of Atelier. Not yet, but I've heard so much about like orange sanguine, and there's like a ton I of them. That's probably going to be tomorrow, Sunday, because I'm going to wear both. Uh, so because I do one side of the body, one and the other side of the body, the other, because I just want to go through it. Um, so far, not counting because Rosa Nineme is the one I love the most. Not counting that one, this oolong, I forgot what it's called, is probably the best one. I it's it's really good. The lemon island, which I I, I thought would be good, flop, complete flop. Um, the other two I wore yesterday were kind of just eh. The oolong so far is the I, I have to remember the name. I'll get back to you on it. Does it have like fig or something in it? Let me see if I can look this up. I don't even like I honestly and then like and now I'm I sprayed like a couple of off non fragrances because at work. So I was like, you know, I'll spray off non and I'm just like, all right, you know, this is I'll just wear this. You know, I've been I've so along with that first fragrance net order like a week later because you know how it becomes now it's like your hauls in the first few months are like huge so like i went from fragrance net i ordered like the basic like stuff that you get it (laughs) and then i go to like fragrance buy like two weeks later and it's like a nine fragrance haul this was last year and and like when i tell you i don't have not one of those fragrances anymore just because like the so the middle true. eastern clone game just fell off for me um it's it's true like i i remember some who was it on tiktok miles miles jury or no miles jury is the fighter um jury fragrance jury fragrance made a video about um one of <laughs> your sorry sorry <laughs> Jury Fragrance made a video about one of your signature scents that you always push, 9 p.m. So I'm like, all right, this is on like uh, Intense Oud, but through Walmart for 20 bucks. I'm going to order this. And I ordered it. And (laughs) first off, this stuff is way too strong. (laughs) It's not strong on me for whatever, for whatever reason. And then not only that, I just got like, cherry cough syrup off of my my skin it was like too medicinal so i said you know what i i see what what it's about but at this stage like i feel like i'm too old to wear this <laughs> you know it's now that i've tried more from Afnan, while i i love 9 p.m i there's other ones i like more now mm-hmm there's one, and I mean, it's probably biased, but because it smells like interlude is um, supremacy incense because it's literally like, but there's a, there's a couple, there's one that just came out called Oud Rising. It's like, 
honestly, if you have never had experience with oud, but you want to, this is the fragrance to start off with. Like the oud is so light. It's a very light fragrance, but it gives the elements of it very woody, but not like I said, not heavy. Um, there's, there's a couple other ones that are, that are going to be out soon that are really good, but there's a lot of good ones. Like 9 PM is good, but I think there's some other ones that are, are going to like, to me are already surpassing it, but yeah, and I, I get like the, the appeal of 9 PM, right? Because it's, it took something and, and a lot of, not just your opinion, but a lot of people's opinion just made it better. So, um, it's more potent. <laughs> It probably, you know, smells better <laughs> comparatively. Well, here, well, here's the funny thing. So for me personally, I like Ultramail more, but I will say this. I've been complimented more on 9 p.m. than I have on Ultramail, which is interesting. I don't know why that is. Yeah, it's it's weird. So I, I tell you, I told you that I've just started a new job and like I'm trying to like ease in. So like I think the first day... um. I don't know if you ever heard of a brand called Barrett Fragrances. He's he's a dude oh, yeah. makes like killer, like like really high quality clone really? fragrances or dude I haven't fragrances. tried this stuff yet. Dude, amazing. This is his uh Tuscan leather. I'm actually after we get off, I'm gonna review this. This All is night. wild. Um really? but my scent of the day comes from um the same thing. This is a sample from um Stacks reviews. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. I've heard of Stacks. I've heard of Stacks reviews. So, so he sent me like a ton of Barrett fragrance yeah, and I, I work with Barrett, but he was like, Stacks, like, let me send you some stuff. I'm like, all right, cool. So, and this is called What It Do, which is like his uh catchphrase, and it's a it's a a clone mm -hmm. of um Aqua 16 Invictus Aqua 16. Oh, interesting. And I only bought it or I only asked him. He asked me, like, what do you want? I was like, well, give me your fragrance, the one that's named after you. And he's like, I'm like, I'm not an Invictus guy, but I'll I'll wear it. And and you know what? I, I like it. I'm going to go to bed and, you know, I'm going to smell clean. But these are strong. So really like my like I sprayed this thing. Twelve times. This is the um the Tuscan leather clone. 12 like 12 sprays and um which is like my normal spray routine yeah that's what <laughs> you gotta do choked my wife out in the car she's like open really? the window and she never says that wow never and i was like and she's like it doesn't smell bad it's just so strong <laughs> so i gotta ask you what's your favorite i mean if it's if you have a favorite scent okay so uh this is my go-to it's a sentimental pick and Sorry, my my shelf is right next to me. So this is a sentimental pick. It'll never change. It will always be this, and that's Clinique Happy for Men. Bro, high school. That was my high school set too. <clears throat> so, so like this is the la like my mom um left us last year, right? Sorry, and this bro. was like the last bottle she ever bought me. It's from like 2017. I'll never finish this. It sits on the shelf. I'll spray it once in a while, but mostly I'll just go up to it. Sniff the atomizer. This is my my whole like teenage years. Like I spent, I can trace my fragrance lineage pretty well, and it's like this, Adidas moves. Um, the original Armani Code, 
and then YSL Loam. <laughs> like yeah, oh, I love YSL Loam. So those were like, good. like those are the first four fragrances that I can like remember. I'm sure I had other stuff, but like this right here is like my holy grail. Complain about performance, I don't care. I will care oh, if yeah. I have to. But really, like I said, I just go up to it now, sniff the atomizer. I'll spray it to bed sometimes if I'm feeling, you know, a little, little funny. But um, but yeah, Clinique Happy for Men. My mom wore Happy for Women Um, as long as I can remember. When we went to clean my dad's house uh, to, like, just help him pick up, my dad comes to my wife and he's like, here, and hands her, like, four bottles, brand new, of happy <laughs> and she's like uh okay and my, my wife used to wear happy so she's like fine oh, i'll take it so it's just like we're just stacked of happy but this is my favorite of all time like i said it doesn't matter how good like a niche fragrance can smell and i can fall in love it'll never surpass this ever <laughs> listen Sentimental picks, ain't nothing wrong with that, bro. I mean, Amouage was my first niche that I interlude that I ever owned. So, I mean, and that's what's got my obsession completely. Like, I mean, Jacquard Noir and everything got me obsessed, but this got me like on a whole nother level obsessed. So it might never, nothing might ever really surpass it either because like you said, there's a sentimental thing behind it. Yeah, so we go from our scent of the days where did you start creating content? Because you've obviously been around the game a long time. If you're smelling the first batch of Creed Aventus. So I had actually, so funny or not, funny enough, it's a dead channel now, but I had a YouTube channel where I was doing MMA picks. So, and it flopped. It just didn't work, whatever. And it was around COVID. So I was kind of, the, my wife was like, She's like, you know, she's like, you have this obsession with fragrance. She's like, why don't you talk about it? And I'm like, but there's already people doing it. Like, you know, there's there was there's Jeremy, you know, there's, uh, you know, Max Forti, Sebastian, all those people. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, who's going to she's like, just just do it. She's like, try it out. She's like, try it out for a few months. If it doesn't work. OK, at least you can say you tried it. Right. Whatever, whatever. Then I was like, OK, fine. Whatever. So. I was doing the videos and then I remember it was more the feedback I got. So like a few people would ask me, they're like, Hey, they're like, I own Aqua de Joe and this scent and this scent. What would you recommend? And I'm like, okay. I'm like, if you like this, try this. So they would come right back to me and they'd be like, bro, you absolutely nailed it. Like <laughs> I'm going to listen to you. I'm like, okay. So I got it a few times. And I'm just like, shit. I'm like, okay, maybe this is, maybe I have something here. And so Honestly, it was really the feedback. It was really the feedback that just kept me wanting to do it. But honestly, it's my it was my wife's doing. Because I honestly, after the MMA channel flop, I was like, I'm done with this social media shit. I don't want to <laughs> do this. But it caught on. So now I'm like, I'm like, oh, cool. Because so that was the thing. Like once this started like gaining traction, I'm like, man, I want to bust. I want to do my MMA picks again. Because like, dude, I love MMA. I'm like, what the? It's like my, it's my favorite sport. So, yeah. you know, let me let me incorporate it so that's why i would post on my stories and stuff do the pics and stuff just for fun because i was like all right let me let me do, let me really do it but my honestly my first love and channel was was the mma it just didn't have it just didn't pan out that's so funny because i think you know obviously like i said i've been following you for probably six months 
maybe even more to be honest yeah. um but like the first video i saw of you on youtube i think was an mma video like and it was recently <laughs> it was it was probably like right before we started talking because i think once i realized that you're an mma guy i was like oh this is easy i'm like <laughs> I'm going to reel him <laughs> in. I was like, I'm definitely going to talk to this guy soon because I, listen, my first love will always be pro wrestling. I, I started my podcasting career. We can, you know, quote unquote, um, I was a part of a wrestling podcast with a bunch of guys. When I say oh. a bunch, it was like a group of six who would like rotate. Um, And I remember sitting at home and being like, man, I really want to do my own podcast. Like, like this is cool, but like the rotation took so long to get back to me that I'm like, all right. I went on Fiverr and I made like I, I like requested a logo. I'm like, your boy Elroy podcast. And the That's only cool. reason I called it that was because I knew I wanted to open it with what's going on everybody your boy Elroy here <laughs> like I didn't know anything else I didn't know what I wanted it to be on I knew I wasn't going to do wrestling I was like oh maybe I'll do like this personal development type show whatever and I'm like no uh I remember being at church and this kid that I knew was like a huge MMA guy like and like but not like me, like I'm a fan, like I'm the color commentator and he was like the um, play by play guy. Like, okay, so. like he's breaking down fights and I'm like, dude, I'm just trying to convey my excitement. Um, <laughs> so That's what... I did it with him for a few months and then COVID happened. And um, I think, you know, he just lost interest. No problem. And then I started doing it on my own and I've been doing it on my own since like 2020. Nice. We started in 2019 and like 2020. And I've, I've dropped an episode on the feed every week since then. Dude, um, and I think that's why like the whole fragrance thing, I'm like, there's no um, stopping once I start, like you my wife kind of gets it. She's like, she just knows that's my personality. So if I if I commit to doing a short or a TikTok a day, which I just cross post my same video on my three platforms, I'm like, I'm like, hey, like, that's great. Like, I can do it. So. So, yeah, like people like you seeing you do it all the time and you at one point, like, obviously, you're a little busier. You just moved and stuff like that. But I, f I feel like I was seeing you multiple times a day. <laughs> I was I was posting like twice a day. Now I at least try to do one. Sometimes I'll do twice. It all depends. But I at least try to do at least once a day. So before we get into the, the main event, um, like what are your plans now? Because it looks like you're starting to transition to YouTube off of TikTok. Um, obviously, my main platform is Instagram. So that's where I see the majority of your stuff. Um and the occasional TikTok live where I see you that I, I wrote to you and I'm like, that thing, I don't know how you keep up with it. I don't know either, bro. That is, it's, it's it's insane. It's hectic. I love it. But I, I get that's why I'm like, that's why usually I could just do an hour because I start getting burned out. I'm like, all right, I got to go. I'm like, it was ridiculous. It, it takes a lot. I feel like it takes a lot out of me and I start getting hungry, too. It's like weird. Like, literally, I can eat 
and then I'll do it. And then I'm like, all right, I'm hungry. I got to eat again, which is odd. I don't know why it does that. I really don't. Yeah. Like it's, it's like a race. Like it's like, what can, you know, they're, they're asking you for recommendations. And you're usually like if Jean-Paul goes to your ultra male, like, uh, you know, blue to Chanel, <laughs> don't buy Dios so much, but you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> it's, it's, I love it though. It's like, I, I'm just, I'm just, honestly, I love the interaction. That's like, that's because like, honestly, if I talk to myself, it's boring. It's kind of boring. So that's why I'm like, I'm like, I'm glad people are asking questions. Like, and like answer. Cause otherwise like, I'll just ramble on about something. It's just, it's weird. Yeah. So, all right. So yeah. What is your, uh, like, where are you going now? Because I personally think that it looks like you're trying to start moving over to YouTube. YouTube. I, you know, it's definitely doing more YouTube. Um, I, I just wanted to be more consistent because I, I, I did for like, I took off like about a month, like before the move even happened, took off about a month, uh, was post. I was like, maybe I'll just post here and there. And I don't know, after this whole move, bro, like, I don't know. I feel like it kind of like was just like, you know what? Just keep going. Got to keep going with this. And now I have a job in the fragrance world. It's like, you know, it's like this is it's just kind of like it's it's amazing. So I'm just going to keep posting, you know, that's what's up, man. Yeah. I mean, so we you you asked me on um on through DMs like, oh, how many kids do you have? And I was I, like, we just had a baby two months ago. Congrats, bro. So, so we have the baby. I go, you know, on paternity leave. I get back from paternity leave for one week and I get laid off. Oh. So, so I get laid off and I'm like, oh my God, what now? And it's not like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like I got like, you know, yeah, a, a like, bunch yeah. of money. So I'm like, damn. And then my wife's a teacher. It's summertime. Teachers, oh. not all teachers get paid during the summer. So, oh, so man. like her, her, her like stint was running out. And obviously, like I'm not gonna be like, hey, go back to work. Like you have to recover. So I just start applying everywhere. And I'm a lifetime, like meat cutter. This is all I've ever done. And I'm like, all right, I like this fragrance stuff. I'm gonna start applying the fragrance, you know, uh, to to like a soup. Um, I'm sorry, I'm gonna start applying to to them or whatever. And it just never worked out. Like, like my resume, even tailoring it to customer service, just never translated really well. Um, I did get a call after I had already accepted my current position, where it's like, um. Nordstrom's like women's department and I or I got an email like oh can we schedule an interview and then when I emailed them back they kind of just left me flat um so so yeah that didn't work out but in my I'll only bring this up to say like I'm kind of glad because I feel like I would have been upset if it would like suck the fun out of me yeah luckily I mean luckily I'm enjoying it so it's 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 cool because I I'm wearing like multiple hats, so it's 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 fun. It's fun. Yeah, well, I hope it continues to stay like that. And you belong Thanks. in the industry. Thanks, bro. Um, Lawrence. Sorry, it's it's so hard to be like, is it Lawrence? Is there a shorter way to say it? 
Oh, Lawrence is cool. I mean, it, yeah, like, cause okay. So the reason why I hate Larry so much, and I'll tell you, there's back in LA, there was this uh, mattress company. I forgot what the hell it was called. They had these commercials, and they, they in the commercial it goes, "You're killing me, Larry," like that. And so I hated that. So I remember when I was selling cars, one the guy that got me the job, he was telling everybody, "Hey, when Lawrence comes in or whatever, tell him you're killing me." Larry. And they all did it at the dealership, and I hated it. And I'm like, bro, I'm like, no, stop it. And they knew that it bothered me. Not bothered me to the point that like, I wanted to fight somebody. Which is like, yeah. I was like, come on, man. Like, so they all were doing. It. They all did it. So I'm like, no, please, Lawrence, that's it. Please, no, Larry. <laughs> and last note before we get into this UFC card. Listen, yeah. I worked with. <laughs> I used to work at this like family owned meat company where we would cut meat for uh like hotels restaurants and casinos in philly right. in like the philly area so um it was called exceptional foods and the owner's name larry feldman oh that's a jew max right <laughs> that there. is he was super jewish yeah and you can uh tell like just shortest fuse but like one of my favorite bosses to ever work for um so like when i hear like a lawrence or a larry and they're jewish i think of him like for sure like, <laughs> that's funny that is funny by the way i used to love wrestling that was i used to get in trouble in school because i used because okay so okay i don't watch wrestling anymore and i have not watched it in a very long time i'm talking about like over a decade and more i but i grew up in the attitude era so i used to go around high school and tell everybody suck it like that dude yeah. like that was my thing just <laughs> going up to everybody going like this and so dx was in my favorite like my all-time favorite and my to me he's the goat is stone cold steve austin stone cold to me is the goat i i know i get shit for it sometimes i don't care stone cold is the goat i would flip off everybody too like everything but He's my all-time favorite wrestler, Stone Cold. I wish I could meet him because, honestly, he seems like – I've heard he's such a cool guy, you know, and he's so humble. But, like, that would be, that would be like, a bucket list thing to meet Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah, like, I was – growing up, I was a rock guy, and I probably didn't become a Stone Cold guy till like, I got a little older. Like, where I'm like, oh, yeah, Stone Cold was better than The Rock. You know what I mean? Like, And I love The Rock, too. Like, it was Stone Cold number one and The Rock number two for me. Yeah. You know, but like, but Stone Cold, but I had like my, you know, I obviously cliche Hogan was my favorite when I was a kid. Then when I found, when I met, when I met, I mean, when I found Bret Hart, I was like, Bret Hart was my favorite. And then, like I said, when Stone Cold came around, I'm like, this is the dude right here. Dude, I love wrestling still, but MMA. Oh, let's talk about MMA. Let's talk about, let's get Where's what is your earliest memories of MMA? So here's the funny thing. I was always a boxing guy. I so when MMA started coming onto the scene, I was like, the fuck is this? I'm like, this is what is this shit? Like, this is barbaric. What is this? Like, this is not art, like boxing, whatever. So my cousin, he's younger than me, he's like about six years younger than me. He was like, cuz he's like, I'm telling you, he's like, you know, I love boxing like you, but he's like, I'm like, he's like, you're missing out on this MMA stuff. I'm like, whatever. He's like, I'm going to show you some highlights. Just wait. And he's like, there's this guy, Fedor Emelianenko. And, and, you know, being Ukrainian, speaking Russian, I was like, I was like, okay. I was like, this cat's Russian. I was like, all right, let me see what's up. 
bro, he was showing me clips of, of Fedor. And I'm like, bro. And, and Fedor was still fighting. It's not that he was like, already this was past it. He was still fighting. But like, he was showing like clips of his older fights. And I'm like, dude, who is this guy? Like, he looks like just like this average guy, has no emotion, and he's beating the shit out of everybody. I'm just like, bro, this is insane. Like, this guy literally looks like like a typical Russian dad and is literally beating everybody's ass. So I'm just like, I am I was hooked. And then Rampage. And so Rampage was another guy. So I started following really Rampage, Fedor and Rampage. And so both of them. And then just from there, like GSP. And though I didn't really feel like I really appreciated GSP until later on. Nobody GSP, ever does. Nobody ever does. But to me, he's the GOAT. That's a whole nother story. He's the GOAT in my opinion. But my all-time favorite. So it was Rampage and Fedor. But DC is my all-time favorite fighter. Man. I love DC. A man. I'm a married man. But you are a man after my own heart. I love DC. He is like, uh, hold on. Did you ever see? I don't know. So you're a collector. You like fragrances. Have you seen this? (laughs) No, bro. What the heck? I need to get that, dude. That's amazing. The Carl Winslow? Dude, that is... (laughs) that is so funny bro dude so these were um it didn't last very long but the same people who make the all elite wrestling which is like one of the newer um companies figures uh they got the license for ufc for a little bit um and honestly the ufc figures didn't come out that great but i'm so glad to have one of my favorites in dc um i got him i didn't even get like my current favorite yet i'm just waiting until it goes on super sale on amazon Who's but um adesanya oh, okay. okay win loser draw i'm, I'm an anderson silver i'm an anderson silva guy and i feel like he was like modern day silva or yeah. you know was it's hard to say that after you know a few losses here i don't that doesn't really bug me but, no, uh, he's he's active. He was one of the most active fighters we had on the roster. And it was amazing. I mean, um, like I'm heartbroken, but I loved the story. Like, like Sean Strick, it couldn't have happened to a better guy. It was one of those. Like, there was yeah. no one in that division where I'd rather have been like, well, I hope like if they win, this is cool. Like, not a soul. But when I saw I like Sean Whitaker. Strickland, I like no, Whitaker. I I didn't even think that because I had already seen him have his run. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. So so yeah. So my my earliest memories were, <laughs> um, a girl I was dating at the time. Her cousins were obsessed, and this is like uh like the, you know, I graduated in '09, so in that time frame from like 2000 six to like 2010 we were watching or till like 2012 we were watching religiously (laughs) like they were they would buy all the pay-per-views it was one of those or we would go to this uh restaurant bar called a chicky and pete's in philly where they would play the fights so um it started with them and then like my fandom like they showed me it and then like my obsession just like blew up yeah. Like I wanted to know everything. Um, but I feel like there is no better card 
for an MMA fan, like a real true MMA fan, than this weekend coming up. Let's talk about some of the shakeups because I remember you sending me like I I was wake I went to sleep early and I woke up That's to right. you sending me the news of uh, Volkanovski, right? Yep. And that was my genuine reaction. Like I'm on my way to work and I'm screaming in the car like ah! bro, I so you know, I okay, so I was I was stoked for the matchup anyways, regardless. I mean, honestly, I wanted to see, I wanted Oliveira to, I wanted to see Oliveira get his redemption and not that I have anything against the, you know, Dagestani fighters, I don't. But and actually watching Islam clips, he's he's funny. That dude is funny. He's got a personality. It's just he's different, sure, but yep. it's funny. But I you know, I kind of wanted to see Oliveira, especially cuz you know, Oliveira was in the favelas. Remember he was cut. He wasn't doing shit, and then he comes back, and then he's a champ. So be quite cool to see it again. So, but you know, and to me, like I know, and I know Islam got knocked out. But if any, and personally, you can arguably arguably say he beat Islam because he really wasn't doing much for the control time. So that's a whole other story. So I'm like, I would, I want to see a Volk get his chance again, and. The fact that he took this on 11 days is giant brass balls. And I love what he said. And somebody I was talking about this with yesterday. I don't, I, and I would never, you would, uh, Makhachev would have never taken this fight on 10 days notice. He wouldn't. Nope. He, there's no way he would have done it. So the fact that Volk did, did it, I mean, I'm pulling him from that much more, that much more. For real. But we'll definitely get into that matchup. So, yeah. so we lose Oliveira. And then we lose Paolo Costa. Yes, which I'm fine with because Usman's my all-time favorite. Well, not all-time, but I mean current favorite right, fighter. Like current favorite. Current favorite, Usman's my favorite. So so then we go from Paolo Costa to bringing in Kamaro Usman. Debut at 185. What was your initial reaction when that happened? I was excited, but not really. And I'll tell you the reason why I'm like, I... I, and I hope this is not the case, but when you get knocked out like that, like he did against Leon, it changes you. We've seen it happen time and time again. It changes you. And he looked very hesitant in that second fight, you know? And yep. so I'm afraid. And, uh, and of course, we're not talking about him being 30. He's 38, right? He's 38, right? Is that what he is? Or 36? He's, he's, he's up there. He's up there. I mean, he's, he's, he's sort of closer to his forties and his thirties, you know? So, it's like in being in his being 36, 36. So, I mean, and his knees are shot to hell. I'm just like, fuck man. Like with what happened with him, like, I don't know. Like, and I mean, and I know I'm not saying, you know, Chimaev, I feel like is a little bit overrated in a sense, uh, not, not completely, but a little bit overrated in the sense. So I'm just kind of like, man, like, can he do this? And so I'm nervous. I'm very nervous about that fight. Which we'll yeah. get into. Yeah, I'm. I was. I was finished with this on that point. I'm cautiously optimistic. Like, yeah, caution, like very slightly. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, we have a huge debut, which is insane. That this guy has had so much hype, and he's the first fight of the night. So let's start. Let's start going through some of these key matchups. So. First fight of the night, Bruno Silva versus this is this name is tough, but his last name is Maga Madoff. And I think he's his nickname is like the Shara Bullet. 
Oh, wow. Have you seen this guy? No, I haven't seen him yet. I haven't All seen right. him. So let me share my screen. Uh, let's see if this works because I've never done this on Zoom. Hopefully it works. <laughs> but I could always uh, edit it out. No biggie. These Nurmagomedovs, are they, and like none of them are related, which is great. I mean, some are, but, you know, some of them are. Is he related to Habib or any of them? Nope. No. So it's just, I feel like it's like a Smith last name. He's one of them that's uh, not related. Yeah, it's, did you see the whole thing about, uh, <laughs> about the, the names ending in V? There's a great guy on TikTok that I follow that you should follow <laughs> where he talks about, mm -hmm. um, like, uh, the the odds of those with the names ending in V was like so much in their favor. That's funny. All right, so the screen share isn't working, but I think I could do. So Keep let's in. let's pull up Shara Magomedov. I'm gonna try to find. And they're just so damn good. So it's like when you see these like. Dagestani fighters, you're like, man, like these dudes are so good. Like they're just so, I don't know, they're just so, they're just so damn good. I don't know, it's crazy. It doesn't make any sense, especially with the um, with like the team from Khabib. Like, why are they all good? I, I that's what it just blows my mind. So this is the guy, right? He's. Oh, I've seen him. Okay. He's the one that has like two different color eyes. Yes. This, okay. this is usually the picture they post of him. Bro, that, that's a scary dude. Looking. That's a scary looking dude right there. So this is... <laughs> wow. Hold on. Okay, so this is... Uh... Grayson! Oh, sorry. Can you hear me? Yes, okay. yes. We're all good. Cat is... So he's 11 and 0, making his UFC debut against a guy easily in the top 20 in a Bruno Silva. Look at the names that Bruno Silva has fought oh, yeah. since being in the UFC. Uh, his last fight, Brendan Allen. Um, yeah. He destroyed Brad Tavares. Uh, he had back to back losses against Gerald Mearshark and Alex Bejeda. <laughs> you know, and then like other names that that you know probably like top 30 fighters jordan Wright at the time andrew sanchez wellington terman like a lot of notable names and this guy's making his debut against this guy that's that's balls right there too yeah and uh, allegedly like he's he's supposed to be like this amazing wrestler but we haven't had to see it he's had viral knockout after viral knockout how is this fight starting off the whole card <laughs> i'm excited i mean it's gonna be what at nine in the morning so i'm excited i cannot wait yeah and if it's nine for you so i'll It'll be, be at work for the majority of it oh damn but um but it's fine you know espn plus is really easy about this stuff so then we go from there like i said we're just going over some notable matchups and yeah. one of my favorite fighters from the contender series, I don't know how you feel about this guy, but this is at 135. Javid Basharat takes on Victor Henry. Oh, here, let me see. Let's move on. Let me see. Where is this? Oh, Javid. Okay. I have not heard seen this Javid guy. That's interesting. So Javid Basharat 
14 and 0. I believe he trains ex- extreme couture, yes, as Tapology is telling me. Um his last fight was so he's fought in the UFC four times. Uh once for the contender series, uh, which was his only finish. From there, he he defeated Trevin Jones, Tony yeah. Gravely, and Mateus Mendoza, which I believe was like a late replacement. Okay. And now he's taken on a veteran in Victor Henry. That name sounds very familiar, Henry. I oh yeah, okay. I've seen this dude. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, LA guy. He um I believe root for him. When he made his debut, he had already had like when he made his UFC debut, he had already had like 26 fights or something crazy like that. And he was coming in against it was on the Nganu uh Gone card. And he was coming in against Hayoni Barcelos, and he was like a huge underdog. And he like just smokes him by unanimous decision, like very clearly defeated him. Um, but then he went from there. He he loses to Rafaela Sunsau. Yeah. Nothing which, nothing to sneeze at. Yeah. <laughs> but then he defeats Tony Gravely. So I feel like these guys are matched up really well, even though Victor Henry is gonna have the experience edge. I think that uh Javid Basharat, if you see this guy's boxing, okay, it's like incredible. And he's only twenty eight. That's a crazy thing. Yeah, and he has a brother in the UFC as well. That's why the last name sounds familiar. Okay. Yeah, so so Javid was first and then the other guy was uh right after him. Okay. So then we go we move on from there uh to the main event of the prelims. This is you what's leading you into the pay per view. Tim Elliott versus Mohamed Mohaev. See, I want Tim Elliott to pull it off, but I don't know. No. I don't so, think yeah, this is a really tough fight for Tim Elliott. I want Tim Elliott to pull it off because I'm going to see his arch nemesis the night before at BKFC. Oh, really? <laughs> take on a local guy and Tony Soto. So Kevin Kroom is taking on Tony Soto and actually Tim Elliott sponsored Tony Soto and has his face on his shorts. That's funny. Yeah, the ultimate pettiness. Like <laughs> ultimate pe- dude, I'm I'm hoping but uh I don't I don't think so. Yeah, Tim Elliott, the dirtiest fighter in the UFC. The dirtiest. He said it too. He said if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Trying. That's Yeah, I I I would love to, I mean it would be interesting and you know he's so durable and he's so good and but I just I don't see it happening. I I don't. I really don't. All right. So let's get into the main card. Um, starting off with another name ending in V. Actually, two. Yeah. Uh, we're, let's talk about Saeed Namagomedov versus Muin Garfarov, which I have no idea who that is. I looked him up. I have no clue, and I really think he's going to get blown out. Honestly, I really do. Yeah, I mean, his last fight, he fought John Castaneda on a UFC fight night in June, and he lost by unanimous decision. Yeah. Yeah. Um, He's, like most people, I mean, he's fought in one championship a ton of times. He fought in UAE Warriors. Oh, he's the one who lo- lost to uh, Chad and Helliger, who I remember from wow, I Ultimate Fighter. He actually lost him on the contender series and he got smoked. Um, so, so I, 
yeah, Saeed's Saeed, probably going to walk all over him. I think so. I I mean, I mean, I know he lost to Jonathan Martinez his last fight, Saeed, but Jonathan Martinez is nothing to scoff at. Did you just see so, what he did to uh, Adrian oh, Yanez? Yeah, dude, I was not expecting that. I thought that was going to be a really close. I honestly, I thought because I think I thought Yanez underestimated Font when they fought. I really yeah. thought he did. I thought he was. I thought he was just going to blow through him, and I think he got too cocky, so he got blasted. So I thought he would settle down. I think he even said it like, "Hey, I got too cocky." I thought he was going to beat Martina, bro. He got destroyed. Well, those leg kicks. Those leg kicks, and Martinez has done this more than once. So you, those leg kicks are vicious. So, so it's nothing to scoff at that you lost to Martinez by decision. So, yeah. you know. at least you didn't get finished like. Yeah, listen, like, Adrian Yanez is someone and and obviously, you know, he's he's put in the work. He fought Rob Font. Yeah. So it's not like a not like he's not going to be a contender, but man, he's had a rough go since then. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, Saeed is is yeah. pretty a pretty good pick for the win. Yeah, column. I think we I think we'll get that one right. I think we'll get that one right. Yeah, so then we're moving on to back to the middleweight division. We have Ikram Ali Skarov versus Werley Aves. Um, yeah. Now it's very clear, and I don't care what they say, it is extremely clear how they book these cards in the Middle East. For me, they're all really favorable matchups. Yes. For the Ruski or the Dagestani or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Whoever, you know, ends in a V, as they're saying. <laughs> It's it's very true, and I think that's just, I think that's exactly what happened here as well. Yeah. So Ikram's last fight, he fought Phil Hawes, which I mean, Phil Hawes hasn't been good in yeah. years. Years, yeah. <laughs> uh, he fought that dude Mario so- Souza on the Contender Series, who I think he had fought like twice before on the Contender Series and lost both those times too. So it's it's not like a you know. He's he's not really out here crushing really anybody else. So I think no. Worley Alves might have a shot here. <laughs> I think he'll have a shot, but I think there, like you said, there's a reason why they also picked this match so to happen. So yeah, I don't give, I don't see it happen. I'd love to see it happen, but I don't think it's gonna happen. Yeah, a really strange matchup for me personally is this guy who just fought for a title. A few months ago, not even a year ago, we'll say. Yeah. And that is Magomed Ankalaev. He's taken yeah. on um, someone who I thought was going to be like this phenomenal, just, you know, and, and he was for some time. And, and yeah. then he started training with um, SBG Ireland. And that is uh, Johnny Walker. You know, it's funny. I remember hearing Walker because I there was a guy I used to be friends with and he, he was so big on Walker. And I remember watching this goofball. I'm like, do you think this fool's gonna be good? I'm like, seems like a goofball, but he ha- he has potential. That's the crazy thing. You can see he has the tools, but he just for whatever reason doesn't put it together. I don't know why or whatever. I feel like now he's finally starting to a little bit, but personally, okay, I, I don't know if you'll agree with this. I personally think Ankaliev should be champ. I don't think the Yawn fight was a draw. I thought that was the. I thought he beat Jan, so that's me. Um, so Ankaliev should have been champ, in my opinion. I still think that he probably will be champ of that of that division. 
Um, so I'm riding with Uncle Liam on that on this. Yeah, I mean at two oh five, I mean it's tough, right? Because I really do like um I really do like Jamal Hill. Like Yeah, I like Jamal too. I like I'm Jamal. a huge Jamal Hill fan. I I had that like, oh, this dude's gonna be champ one day. I was mm-hmm. like and and he became it, right? And unfortunately he got hurt, but there's no better fight they could have made. Yuri Prohaska versus Alex Bejeda. Like, yeah. who wants to see Magomed Ankalaev hold on to somebody when you can watch Yuri Prohaska yeah. and Alex Bejeda throw hands? That's I did they announce it's gonna be next year or no, it's at in December. It's, it's in the co it's the co main event to the John Jones fight. Okay, don't get me started on that fight. But um so I was on this guy who he he he's in the community. I always see this guy in like uh Ross from TLTG's live streams. I see him in Joey Cannoli's live streams. This guy named Boz. He's from Bosnia. And um and I pop in on his uh stream and he's like like we're just having like a conversation. He's a boxing guy. So we're talking and uh and and he's a fragrance guy. So we're just like having like a normal like buddy to buddy conversation. And then I'm like, Boz, how many languages do you speak? And he's like, oh, I speak three. And I'm like, oh, okay. He's like, yeah, like my people in Croatia. And I'm like, oh, snap. I was like, you know, Steve Miocic, he's from America. but <laughs> And he's like, I don't understand why this old guy's still fighting. <laughs> I was like, well, he hasn't fought in forever. That's, and yeah. there, this is a legacy fight for John Jones. Uh, don't even get me started on this fight. I, I I don't care to see this fight at all. I'm more amped about the co-main than the than the main event. But yeah, I'll watch it obviously. But yeah, yeah, like I'm, I am the farthest from a John Jones guy, to I'm, be hundred percent honest. But I did like watching him, and I couldn't believe what he did to Cyril Gunn. Like I couldn't believe it. It blew my so mind. I was so disappointed. I was like, how the hell. I was like, this dude is supposed to be John Jones if John Jones was a heavyweight. Yeah. I was like, and this is not 40. Like, how fast was this? Like, it made no sense to me. It made no, yeah. <laughs> so I let's was talk about watching it. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Jeez. Let's talk about the co main event because Hamzat Shemaev is back after a long layoff, um, visa issues, um, punishment. However you want to put it, he hasn't fought in forever since uh, defeating Kevin Holland. And now he's coming in against maybe the greatest welterweight of all time. Very um, moving up to middleweight on short notice, coming off of two losses. This is a tough, tough fight for Kamara Usman. You know, so, okay, here's the part of me that thinks maybe Usman can pull this off. I don't know if Chimaev is because if we've seen Usman's defense, okay, he's only been what taken down once, I think, in his whole career. Debatable. Debatable. Okay. <laughs> so, and I know his knees are bad, but is Chimaev really going to constantly try to take him down? Yes. Okay. Will <laughs> and, if he, and but I don't know if he'll be successful because again, we're talking about a guy who's like I said has arguably never been taken down. So if that doesn't work, 
okay, I think, and especially Usman's boxing, as you've seen, has gotten better throughout the years. Okay. At once, I mean, at when when he had the Gilbert Burns fight, do you remember his jab? Everybody was talking about his jab, and I was like, yeah. "Damn, this dude has a hell of a jab." Yeah, and so and Shemaev got and we as we saw against Burns, he got super sloppy. So I mean, that's where the part of me thinks maybe Usman has a chance if he can keep it standing. I think his boxing is crisper than Shemaev's. Now, Chumayev does have one punch knockout power. But then again, Usman knocked out Masvidal. And we've never seen Masvidal get knocked out. So, like that. So, you know, it's... I think if there, there's he has a chance. But honestly, here's my... I, I'm not going to go with my heart. Because a lot of times I go with my heart. And it, it disappoints me later on. I just think Chumayev is an animal. I think he's slightly overrated. I do. Because uh, until... We haven't really seen him fight top flight competition. We haven't. So... I think he'll win, I think, by decision. I don't think he's going to finish Usman. My heart, though, I'm pulling for Usman to knock his ass out. And how amazing would it – to me, it would just solidify his legacy that much more. Because then – which, again, I don't think either the winner of this should get the title shot. This is where Dana pisses me off a lot anyways. Um, the winner of this should not get the title shot. But, again, it's going to happen. So if Usman wins, and I really think if he wins – he can beat Strickland. So he did already. The, he already did. So the fact that he can be champ at, at, when he's already past his prime in middleweight, bro. He, I mean, you have to put him up there. Like, like I'm talking about not just for one one of the best like welterweights of all time. I'm talking about fighters. Period. You know, maybe that's far fetched, but that's my feeling. Listen, I'm pulling for Usman. Usman is someone who took some time to grow on me. He was like. My modern day GSP, like how people say, like, I didn't appreciate GSP. Like it took a few title defenses before I was like, all right, this Usman guy, I I'm ready to watch him. Like I'm going to enjoy watching him. So for me, like I'm pushing for him and, you know, to pull the curtain back as a content creator. um, I don't want somebody to talk to me how a certain brand that's affiliated with Hamza Shemaev talked to me. Oh. So even though if it was just a language barrier, I couldn't believe it. And yeah, I, that was good. So, so for me, I'm definitely rooting for Usman. Yeah, I, I mean, he's my favorite fighter right now. So, I, and I, I luckily got to meet him. So that was, you know, another thing. But, you know, I, I don't know. He's just impressed me. And the way he destroyed Woodley, was absolutely insane. I just, I mean, to do that to a champ, uh, like the way he did was just phenomenal. And then, you know, like I said, the way Usman's defended. So I'm pulling for him. I just don't know on short notice with the two losses, with his knees being shaky. I just, I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 I'm not trying to get my hopes up, but I really, really, really hoping he wins. Listen, Mr. Lawrence, from your mouth, to God's ears. I, I, I <laughs> like, please let it happen. Please. Yeah. So let's talk about this main event because maybe fight of the year so far is their first fight. Yes. Yes. Um, For me, it is for like, it was one of those fights where I was watching and honestly, I just didn't care. I was like, whoever wins, I don't care. This fight was amazing. Yeah. And obviously I wanted, 
the history. I wanted Volkanovski to win. Oh yeah. Uh, big CKB guy, even though he doesn't really train, he he's associated with those guys. Right. So, yeah. so I am huge. I, I love Alexander Volkanovski, but um, now he's taken on this challenge once again on short notice. Gordon. I'm sure he's had all the time in the world to say, okay, this is where I went wrong versus Mahachev the first time. This is what I'm going to do the next time. And now he gets to implement, implement it immediately. How do you see this fight breaking down? Okay, so I don't think it's going to be a blow. And I I, I just – I don't because the, fu- the first fight was way too close. And like I said, you can arguably say that Volk won. So to me – but I just – it might be too tall of a task to take like is because I, again, at the end of the day, we, at the, I mean, if the fight was really supposed to happen, his mindset might've been for Ilya because Ilya was supposed to be the next guy in line, you know, because I think he was, I, from what I understood, he was going to fight Ilya. He's going to beat Ilya. Cause I don't see Tupuria beating Volk. And then he was going to move up and fight the winner of Oliveira versus Islam. Now I know, and we've heard Volk talk about it. He knows what he did wrong, and he said he wanted the rematch, and he wanted Islam to win because he wanted to prove a point that he could beat him. Which now, so I think there. I think you're right. I think he has been implementing. I think it's been in the back of his head. Shit, I did this wrong. I did this wrong. But on eleven days' notice, fuck, that's such a tough task. I mean, like. It's it's one thing like you're in the camp and you're training for Islam and you're watching tape again. I'm not saying he hasn't been, but like to really like focus on it for eight weeks and like have a training camp dedicated to what you can do to Islam weaknesses, this and this and that. To now just in eleven days just to take it, I think it's going to be too tall of a task. I still think it's going to go to a decision. I still think it's going to be a close fight. But I think, unfortunately, my heart still wants Wolf to win, and I'm pulling that he knocks his ass out. But which I, he can. But I think ugh, Islam's gonna win. I hope I'm wrong. Yeah, I hope you're wrong too, because, like I said, it's the history. It's for me, you know. I understand why John Jones is number one pound for pound in the AP, whatever. But you know, Volk has been here. Mm, Volk mm-hmm. has been doing it and Volk is another one who like I like my fandom for Max Holloway really held me from enjoying Volk for a long time Same. and uh, he was someone who like really just I found a profound respect for yeah he's someone that I want to see succeed he's a part yeah. of that team that I, I really enjoy watching and and I want them all to be champion like when Kai Kyle France had his run, I'm like, oh, come on, do it. Like, you're don't blink. And then, you know, he unfortunately got finished. It's like, it's like, I want all those guys to succeed. I have a emotional attachment to them as a fan. So for me, for Volk, it's, it's Volk, man. There's, I'm voting with my heart because I, I really don't, like I see, I think when people go in to fight Islam Mahachev, they're they're more intimidated than anything. Yes. Like, Both like listen. it's not that he's not skilled. Like, obviously, he has this amazing ground game. He's he takes you to the ground easy. His ground and pound is is great. But what what about everything before that? 
he doesn't have this like amazing knockout power. He doesn't have very much skill on the feet. It's it, he's not um like the other Namaga Madoff guy in Bellator. Like that oh, dude yeah. has great striking. You know, there's there's another one that's on the rise that has really good striking. Islam isn't that. No. Islam's a sambo guy. You know what I mean? So yeah. so for me, it's like um, you know, if you can mitigate the grappling and and Volk can implement his game plan and and you know I think I think he could pull it off and and like you said I'm I'm hoping that he finishes him because we've seen him get finished before it's been years yeah, yeah it's, it's been years, been years but, it's but it's happened and he had him rocked he had him rocked in the first fight yep so I I and honestly I I really feel if Volk I mean Volk's already again up there to me in my opinion he's the best featherweight of all time I know you could still make the argument for Max but. I still think uh, Volk is the best featherweight of all time. So the fact that if he does this on 11 days notice, bro, I mean, I, I again, you got to put a, you got to start considering him like being like one of the goats of all time. Yeah. And it's crazy because he's like, he's like not great at this, not great at that. Just good at everything, everything. And I, I love that he's so humble because honestly, like I've watched a lot of his, uh, like his interviews and everything. And I, I like I said, I've got to meet a few fighters. I'm friends with a, a current like fighter right now. Like we're pretty cool. We talk like almost every day, like via text, but still, they're honestly like the most down to earth people. Like so, but like fighters, most of them are. And Volk, just like you, just hear and like the dude is just, uh, he's confident. But he's not a cocky asshole like Jones. That's why I don't like Jones because besides all the other shit he does outside of fighting. But like, you know what I mean? Like Volk is just a humble guy. He works hard. You just want to see him succeed. And so I want him to win so bad, bro. I want him and Usman to pull it off, bro. I'm hoping. But like, I, you see what's got me into trouble. And I don't gamble. I When I do this picks and stuff, the most I might bet, honestly, is 20 bucks. Like, like with a cousin, I don't go on. Obviously, I don't go in like bookies and like, hey, the odds are this. No, I'll bet with like my cousin or a friend and say, look, Let's do 10 bucks on the co-main. Let's do 10 bucks on the main and we'll call it from there. So that like, but I really, really, but my heart gets me in trouble a lot. And so that's why I don't want to pick with my heart because I'm like, especially Usman's my favorite. Volk is in my top five favorites. Like I don't want to get my heart crushed because and pick these two guys to win and they both lose, you know? Yeah. It's, um, it's rough, you know. I mean, but it's the game we play, you know. If if you want to be a diehard fan, like like me, it doesn't it doesn't uh bother me to to lose a pick, you know. Even oh yeah, even yeah. if I'm picking my favorite fighters, like I said, my favorite fighter right now is Radisanya. Yeah, and he and he gets you know what four to one. Yeah, by a guy who wasn't supposed to even have a shot. Yeah, it's it just happens, you know, and it's um, it's the game we play. It's MMA, and yeah, and I love it. Yeah, oh, same. I, I mean, I, I, I was, bro. I remember I was at a show for, uh, for my old job in Vegas, and I remember the owner like called us into his hotel room, and he wanted us to have like like a free game speech. And I have the phone on, and I'm watching the fight, and I'm like, Usman's got this against Edwards. This is the first fight, and I'm like, I'm like. I, I turn away for a second. All of a sudden, I hear Rogan. Oh! And I'm like, what the fuck just happened? I look. 
And then I see Usman linger. I'm like, what the fuck? No, bro, no. And I was so crushed, bro. I was in, I was so mad for the rest. Like, I was so disappointed at the end of the night. Because he had that fight, bro. He had that fight. He was, he was what, a minute away from winning? And we wouldn't even have the fucking second fight against Leon. Oh, but nah, I digress. Dude, it's crazy. Like, like that was one of those moments where, like, yes, you're pushing for one guy, but it's about the story. Like, yeah, it's, yeah. Like, like it's a great story that Edwards yeah. won. It was a great story that Strickland won. You know what I mean? And this is yeah. going to be a great story when Volk wins. When, yeah, I, we got to put it out there, bro. Volk wins. By, uh, by, honestly, bro, if he finishes him, I just I, – it's one thing – look, it's one thing to win by a decision, and I, there's nothing wrong with that. But I think if he can finish him on 11 days' notice, bro – Dude, his le- Volk's legend, legend forever, bro. I'm like, he's already an all-time great. It doesn't matter. It just doesn't hurt his legacy in any way. I really don't. To me, honestly, he's in a win-win. He loses, uh, bro. I took a fight on 11 days' notice in a different. I didn't have a full training camp, and I went to 155. Doesn't hurt his legacy. If he wins, bro, that's just. I mean, that just makes him like all-time. Like everybody's just like, bro, Volk who's probably the greatest featherweight of all time on 11 days notice beats Islam. That's just insane. In Abu Dhabi, in enemy territory. I mean, enemy territory, you know what I'm saying? He's the road guy. You know, it's like, he's not an enemy, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want people to get that misconstrued. Be like, oh, totally get it. <laughs> especially with everything going on these days. Yeah. No, like, he's just, he's the, he's the, it's like, it's like going into Staples Center rooting against the Lakers or the Kings. Like, it doesn't, it, it, you're going to get booed. You might get shit thrown at you. It's the same thing here. I'm not saying woke, woke, but you know, it's like, he's going where he's not, probably won't have many fans going for him. So to go there, especially he wins, man, I'm, I'm hoping, bro, I'm excited. I'm ex- I cannot wait. Bro, Saturday cannot come soon enough, bro. And the fact that it's during the day I'm, is, is even better. Yeah, I'm all about it. But that has been our pay-per-view breakdown. Dude, I am so happy to finally talk to you, finally meet you. Yeah, bro, um, same. Bro. I'm looking forward. I'll probably see you at some point next year oh dude i just put it out there that i will be in la in april oh bro is you already know i'm going so, so like, if I'm, the stars you're supposed to host this thing and let I'm supposed so to host if the it, stars so, yeah. align we can we can talk in person and uh it's be it's been a pleasure you're crushing you, it as a content creator i look up to you i really enjoy your stuff man bro, and uh you. now that i can call you i feel like i can call you a friend yeah, I feel bro, like I call your friend, bro. And you keep doing it, bro. Because like I said, I enjoy watching you too, bro. Like I said, and not just because we're cool, but like no, I enjoy watching you. So like, just keep up the great work, bro. Keep it up. I'm ex, I'm ex, I'm ex. I was when you asked me, bro, I would do this. I was like, hell yeah, we can talk about MMA and we can talk about fragrance too, bro. Let's do it. Yeah, for sure. This is the first time. It won't be the last time. I promise yes. you. This has been this week's episode of the Your Boy Elroy podcast. I am Josh Prepagina. You can find me on all forms of social media. Elroy Preps in one word. You can find the show on Instagram at YBEMMA podcast as well as Teespring. Teespring.com slash stores slash YBEMMA podcast. I want to give Lawrence a second to plug his stuff. Oh, thank you, bro. So it's Law of Fragrances. I'm on TikTok. I'm on Instagram. I'm on YouTube. Please follow, 
fragrance content. I mix in MMA. I have fun. I love I love doing lives as well. So I love interacting. That's the thing. Law of fragrances. Yeah. If it's your birthday, happy birthday. Love your mothers. I love you, mom. Enjoy the fights this weekend, and we'll see you next week.